0: Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman and our next guest needs no introduction, Mark Z of Mark Z Legal. Welcome as always to Radio Entrepreneurs.
1: Thank you, John. Great to be here. Great to uh to work with you. A, a much better upgrade on our traditional host. <laughs>
0: Uh, ho- hopefully we'll cut that piece out. We don't want him to hear that.
1: He hears it for you and
0: I all the time. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love Jeff, and hopefully he's uh, enjoying his break, And uh, but fun to uh, to be here with you. Always a pleasure to be here with you. So you always have some timely, topical, interesting stuff as we're getting to uh, the end of the year here. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Well, I thought we'd talk about... Um, um, the candidate um, applicant resume um for um as employers look at candidates and think about um, um 2024 and 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 ahead and with if you're a candidate or an applicant on a position just giving you a little input of what we're seeing and and what um employers thoughts are for the um the new year ahead and it's interesting I, It's interesting.
0: I don't know if you're talking about structure of a resume, what to include, what not to include, those types of things. But it's fascinating, as you were mentioning it, my thought process was, you know, other than an electronic delivery, what really has changed on a resume in the last, you know, generation? Um, You know, besides calling it a CV, uh, perhaps. But, you know, it really seems to me that where technology has accelerated change so dramatically, obviously there's additional tools in, in in the uh the hunt, the search, whether whether using social media or other tools, but the basic framework and format of a resume has changed very little uh over the years, from what I can tell. But like, I'll defer to you in terms of telling us what the best practices are and what you're seeing and things of that nature. But it's a, a interesting observation. Am I incorrect in in that assumption well, well, you're,
1: that you're A lot of what you're saying is correct. I think the, the difference now that's been a challenge for employers are, which, which you, um, you implied is with, with emailing resumes now. Um, it used to be, it's so easy, the process. So what happened is candidates or applicants, what they'll use a gun approach, you know, just shoot, 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 shoot in a lot of cases instead of being strategic. And with employers, it's a challenge because they're missing some good candidates because they're so overwhelmed a lot of times with the influx of resumes. Even in a tight market that we're in, there's a lot of candidates that aren't qualified that are applying for positions. So I, used, I
0: will tell you it invariably uh whenever I've posted for a position or look for somebody invariably you know 10 15 20% z- 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 no relevant experience and probably not even applying to the job it's,
1: it's right. more of a automated you know response rate you know to something so Right so would you so it used to be when you mailed resumes or dropped them off or, or um had a, had a more st- strategic approach because you're mailing it you had to get it copied um you had to um, have the paper right so with with that in mind, with a lot of um employers, you were thinking strategically and um as an applicant as a candidate, and um employers invariably would be seeing less resumes but more quality resumes because candidates are not going to make that investment now when you're emailing you're you're as as we said, you're using that gun approach, so for the candidate what I'm what we're saying is you really want to be more strategic in your resumes when you when you're applying for positions you may want to have a base resume now a lot of the resumes today are highlighting the skill set um that they have more so because of technology and huh? they're so they soft skills and hard skill which is really helpful for the job and then what they also want to do though is highlight their experience for the particular job. So today with a computer, you can make changes on a resume. So huh? again, invest in the time. If you have a position calling for a certain definite set of skill sets, make sure your resume highlights those skill sets. Don't bury them in the resume. Really sort of answer. It's like answering um, an email or a letter with what needs to be um, a definite in the position in other words tailor so really tailor towards tailor towards the
0: specifics that the position may be requiring and, and, and make it
1: excellent correct. Now, So that so that an employer when they see your resume will not only take notice but they'll also have have a chance to really evaluate you and you'll stand out as opposed to if you're burying information or sending one resume and you're burying it and empl- employers are either using um, uh, means on the computer to come up with those um, s- particular skill sets and experience whether it's done by a um, a, a computer generated like artificial intelligence or you have somebody looking over the resume and saying and you're saying to the person here are the key words And if it gets buried, that's not going to be helpful to the candidate or the employer because the employer will lose out in meeting you potentially and losing out in key candidates because they have so many resumes that are not qualified. And you who are qualified are going to lose out because your skill set and experience is not standing up. I, I was
0: smiling before Mark, because I've got a, a, a trip down nostalgia uh, lane that came up to my mind that you'll probably remember. Double parking on Boylston Street to run into Copy Cop to get your box of resumes.
1: Wait, who did
0: do that at one point? Um, so, uh, what, a couple of things that come to mind um, in, in in today's uh, sort of environment, uh, maybe a little bit different uh, through the generation, is is the amount of of uh, movement. Um, you know, people have a tendency today and, you know, you see a lot of residents, a lot more than I do. Um, but, uh, you know, there's people that, that have a lot of, uh, transitions in their, in their careers, uh, either organizationally or, or sector. Um, what is a common practice or a best practice today? um is there a longevity period so if you've got if you're a uh, person with 20 years of, of relevant experience but it's broken up into nine different organizations um how I, you know is there a best practice for how far back i go or or how i how i represent that i've been in nine companies in 25 years i mean doing the math it doesn't sound like a lot but on a piece of paper it does look like a lot and it looks like you don't have stability
1: well first of all use relevant background we find some people have the kitchen sink in their resume a resume is an overview of your background Mm -hmm. um if you were at a um at a company for 15 20 years obviously you're going to put that company in and and depending on what comes back I would just say 20 years and under that's that's the best um traditional way because it has the most updated skills and experience you have um i think that the problem the problem is if you get more than that it's it's not necessarily extra experience that's going to help and unfortunately um a lot of the positions are not demanding the extra experience so if you have um say 20 years of a very relevant experience that's fine if you have less than that say you had a career change and now you have 13 years versus 20 years of experience, a job might only be calling for five to eight. So I would put in the relevant experience, but any experience over 20 years, unless it's really, really significant, that's not necessarily important to employers unless it really stands out as either part of what the – um, what you were doing is part of a part of the overall company that you were there for 25 years. So you want to mm-hmm. include that. But other than that, it's got to be something that really stands out.
0: So keep it, so keep it tailored. One one other um, question in that vein is what happens in the event of, um, and I'll just, you know, create, create a scenario. Uh, one one of the telltale signs uh, people used to say in looking at a resume is, 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 um, uh consistency that things tie together uh and and usually from a time perspective you know i don't, I don't want to see um well looking at a resume and let's just say you know they have 1997 to 2007 then there's a gap from 27 to 2010 because they were off trekking in nepal uh, or, or or um had relevant had experience that was completely irrelevant to the position that they're applying to uh today so would somebody highlight that in a cover letter um, to, to be able to bridge that gap? Um, because, uh, you know, prospective employers are looking and saying, hey, how come there's nothing from 2007 to 2010 on this resume? Um, you know, historically, recruiters used to say, no, no, you can't have a gap because that denotes that, well, maybe you were, you know, incapacitated or whatever the issue was. So how do, how do people get over that? Because I would think more and more people today probably do have uh, either – blocks of, of things that are irrelevant looking back longitudinally over their career or gaps
1: uh, for one reason or another? So one way of dealing with it is, is what we dis- discuss with a lot of candidates, related experience and other experience. So it may be related experience in terms of to the particular job or the particular um, industry that they've developed with. And then other experience would be um, experienced maybe during that time to account for that period of time where they had um, a career break or where they um, um, they worked in a different space. So that's one way of handling it. The other way of handling- So you, is, would,
0: so you wouldn't typically suggest that in that scenario that something is set up chronologically, that it's really around no, experiences? No, that, okay. well, well,
1: two things. One is what I just said, um, Well, you know, professional related experience and other um, experience. The other one is do it chronologically, as you're saying, but explain it. In other words, at the end of the responsibilities, put reason for leaving. Um, And then um, you can put career break, travel, you know, traveling, you know, or something like that, To And then they would explain it.
0: So. uh One other interesting thing, and it's been a recent debate uh, amongst one of my kids, uh, uh, address or no address? We've gone, I think, full circle on that. And and given that, you know, geography used to matter and didn't seem to matter while uh, everyone was working remotely, is it coming back to being relevant to employers? Um, I guess, obviously, if they're looking for somebody to be in the
1: office full time. So would you suggest the resume include an address or doesn't include an address today? I say if you're local. you're you know you're um it's a local position then put your address down if you're not local but you could you're interested in that position and it's a remote position and it's a position that you can um or work hybrid in that role by commuting during the times the employer would allow then what i would do is i would put your um your email address and your phone number And then when you talk to the employer, then if they have a question about being local and where you are, absolutely, then you disclose that. But what happens is for employers, they want to know if if it's a local job, they want to know if somebody's local. But if it's a job that could be hybrid or a job that can be remote, location doesn't matter. And so it's good to take that out of the equation and just focus on your contact information.
0: Yeah, your response is completely consistent with how you opened the segment, which is tailor, tailor is the specific role that you're applying to. Correct. I couldn't have said it better. Excellent, Mark. I know we could probably, you and I, we can go on, we we can have a whole week-long podcast on every one of these topics, but um, (laughs) wonderful (laughs) advice, good guidance as always. Uh, Mark, if people want to reach out to you, want to talk to you about uh, perhaps their own situations or opportunities, what's the best way for people to reach out to you?
1: Well, first of all, John, go on to our wonderful Radio Entrepreneurs website, RadioEntrepreneurs.com. Google Mark Z, M-A-R-C and the letter Z, MarkZLegal.com, M-A-R-C-Z-L-E-G-A-L.com or 617-338-1300.
0: Excellent. This has been a Mark Z moment on Radio Entrepreneurs. Always a pleasure. Always great to get your insights. And uh, you. Mark, you're always timely and topical. Uh, Thank you, John. We'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.